The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's August 30th, 2023. Jeremy and I are going to go settle things in the ring. Joel, you you want to you want to step outside? You want to go outside, Joel? I'm, let's I want to fight you so bad. Let's step outside, Joel. If you want to do this, we can step outside. No, we're going to settle this in the ring. You got something to say? Do you do you have something to say, Joel? I do, actually. Hi, welcome to In the Weeds. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here on Fightful Overbooked, uh, 10 a.m. until noon. That's what we do. I'm Adriel Pearl, and of course, Jeremy Lambert is here, and we're going to fight. That's the whole plan of today's show. There's nothing else to talk about, so we're just going to fight. How are we going to fight? I don't know. We live in different countries, so clearly something has to work. Jeremy, we can load up Parsec and play some old video games for old time's sake. Do that. That sounds fun, actually. That sounds a lot better than what we're probably going to do today, which is talk about stuff that we didn't see and we will never see and what you know we should do joel let's just let's just let's just no comment on this you know what people want people want to talk oh let's uh let's hear about what do you have to say about old cm punk and and jack perry can't discuss that something happened it's currently uh being reported on and when everything is being uh Everything comes out. The reports are final. Maybe we can discuss that. But for right now, we cannot discuss that. And uh, we have a great show for everybody today, right here on Fightful Overbooked, in the weeds. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern to noon Eastern. Uh, thank you guys for, for your support in making this show one of the best shows that, that we have ever done. Otherwise, we will not comment on it. We are suspending the conversation of CM Punk and Jack Perry. We spent all of Monday morning downplaying this so that we could talk about All In. And you know what? I mean, we were successful. We had a great time. And then all the news came out and suddenly it was like, well, all of Monday was for naught. At least we got to talk about the show, the things we enjoyed and didn't. And you know what? There, there, were, there were people in the comments um, who, who were talking about their live experience and, and refuting you know, what we had to say. And that's fine. Like, I, I, I want to I bring this up because this is something that's really cool about watching wrestling live versus on TV is that like it's a completely different experience and i'd say most of the time you're having a blast in the arena live watching it experiencing it it's a completely different beast so if you have a good time there all the power to you 
what's what translates on TV doesn't always hit the same. So uh, I think it was really cool that we got to have uh, the conversation that you and I had. And then, you know, some people in the comments being like, yeah, it was there, but it was it, it felt different. And that's fine. I'm glad when it does. I'm glad when you have more fun at the show. That's what it's all about. You you paid more than we did for the experience. So I hope you get your money's worth. I agree. I don't know where that came from. What? Who was mad about the live experience? This, don't read the comments, Joel. <laughs> I wouldn't say mad. I don't think anyone was mad. I just think people kind of, you know, pushed back and said I was there live. And as they were hearing us talk about what we thought, yes. Oh, no. You know what you should do when they push back, Joel? <laughs> you should put them in a chokehold. <laughs> I got to ask if they want to take it outside. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start doxing myself, giving them my home address. <laughs> no, no, the point was like, the, no, no one was being a dick. Uh, it was just people like pushing back and be like, I was there live and this was cool. And I had a lot of fun watching this. And like, you know, you guys saw it this way. I saw it this way. That's fine. Honestly, that kind of comment, those comments, I'm all for it. If you disagree with us, it's one thing. If you're just a dick to someone in the comments just for being a dick, well, then you're Ryan from Mark Order Pod. <laughs> oh, Ryan's great. We love Ryan. He I get fantastic. It. I actually can't stand every, anybody in our chat. Our chat's awful. Um, send us <laughs> money, everyone. Say, <laughs> but do leave a thumbs up here on the channel <laughs> and subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbook. For some reason, there are certain bots that love us because we shot up in subscriptions yesterday. Yeah, what happened? Maybe people did uh, create a bunch of YouTube accounts to just subscribe. That's what you told everybody to do, Joel. So... <laughs> I did do that. It's true. Uh, and also, you can donate a super chat in email, get your question statement right on the air. And the money goes to people not named Joel, Jeremy, or Kate. So that's always helpful. A lot of really good content on this channel that, uh, that uh, above what we do. So go and, uh, and donate. Get your question statement right on the air. We can talk about a lot of stuff. We're going to have to talk about it because now, unfortunately, it's become news that uh, CM Punk and, and Jack Perry were both suspended from AEW. It's not Does CM Punk know about this? <laughs> Depends who you ask. If you ask Nick Housen, he's like, yeah, he's known about it for months. He's been suspended for months and he knew about it. So I don't know where you guys didn't hear from the Anyway. Oh, Nick. God bless. Um, yeah. Oh, cool. I got breaking news. Oh, Joel okay. Pearl. I love it. Let's hear it. I, I have found the reason for why our subscriptions might have gone up. Oh, no. The wife has, she's, she knows more about this stuff than, than I do. She said Sean posted to win, uh, to watch All Out, um, subscribe to Overbooked. So it appears Sean is trying to boost our subscriptions by giving away All Out. So that is why apparently our subs have gone up. Thank you to Sean Ross Sapp and thank you to the wife for being on top of the news more than I am. She's so much better at my job than I am. It's very sad. How did she, and I'm really good at it too. How did nobody tell us about this? And Sean just does stuff. He doesn't tell us anything. I mean, in fairness, we just do stuff and don't tell him. So. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Watch all that for free. We're giving away a pay-per-view <laughs> purchase of all that this weekend. Retweet this post. You know, I'm going to retweet it right now and uh, go ahead. Subscribe to us here on the channel and you could win an opportunity to watch uh, all out for free this weekend. How about that? Yeah, I guess uh, I should like retweet this and try to boost our own subs as well. <laughs> I saw it. Here's the thing. When Sean does these like giveaway things, I don't read it because I'm just like, Oh, whatever. Like I'm not eligible to win. So like I scroll right past it and don't read the, uh, the fine print on there. So maybe I should start to read 
the, the fine print on it. And maybe I would have seen that, oh, this is why our subs have gone up. I like that bots just hit our channel better. Instead, we got to give Sean credit for this. That's no fun. Fine. Happy birthday, Sean. Oh, yeah. That's making us do subscription contests that work really well. <laughs> <laughs> I assume I assume that he will show up at some point. He showed up on FMC yesterday for no real reason. Uh, oh, outside. I assume kind of making up for the lost day where he was in the air. Maybe, but you know, he was he was trying to come in on a Tuesday and he had the eggs. I was like, we don't do that here on Tuesday, pal. That's a that's a Monday, Wednesday, Friday thing. You know, things don't work like that here on Tuesdays. But I, you know, if he doesn't show up, I know he's going to be on a post wrestling later on today and we were supposed to have andrew thompson from post wrestling today but he had travel stuff he was in london for all in and he like everybody who was seemingly in london got set back because of the travel um so he's now scheduled to join us on friday sadly everybody is stuck with us uh just us for two hours today that's uh you know that's unfortunate for everyone and i do sincerely i i hope people like us enough that they're tuning in but I've said many times, like I like having guests on the show. I like having the variety on the show instead of just us two for two hours. So I do sincerely apologize that we're doing two straight shows without a guest. We reached out to people, uh, either couldn't work with schedules or it, we just didn't hear back from them. That's how it goes sometimes. And some stuff was short notice, but yeah, I do apologize that uh, it, it's just us for for this week um, for for two shows. Hopefully next week we'll, we'll kind of, get back on track with with uh having some guests and whatnot nobody likes us i don't know if that's true i feel like people like us but you know i just don't like the time that we're on yeah like i I think people like us sometimes it's just i message people late because plans change as we as we like i didn't i didn't know uh andrew was gonna change up until a little bit later in the afternoon and by the time i sent messages you know people 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 make plans and stuff so you know what what can you do about that send the link to tk i mean i can i don't think he's gonna come on here but i can so i went back for a second at the all-in post presser and i saw the um i saw the announcement of penta versus uh, oh that's the best and and tk's just holding the belt just like dude he just stone face no reaction someone like turned him off or something and then they like that's what it looked like it it was very yeah he was just right there just standing there eyes wide open and then finally after like they do their stare down he like blinks and moves and stuff i give him credit for going like that stiff for for that period of time because i could not do it Tony is Tony rules, honestly. Like I, I make I don't like make fun of him. I do my my Tony Khan impression and everything. But I legitimately, I legitimately think Tony is, is fantastic. And like he gives, for good and bad, he gives a lot of content. But I don't think any, unlike other people who have run a wrestling company, there's never been anything about Tony that has been like malicious or you know taking advantage. Of, of people in ways that are illegal so tony is just tony's tony but i i don't actually have as a as a human anything bad to say about him he bring he brings a lot of a lot of fun content bless tony yeah you know what like again i 
My my one scathing criticism of Tony isn't even a scathing criticism. It's give me a bottle of water when I go into your press <laughs> office. That's all. But like, as I, I honestly, and that and that's on. What's funny is I'm about to say like he is a he's a giving human. He is a he's a kind person. Like he he really does care about this stuff. Like I, I will put that first and foremost. Like he he very much wants to see his company be a success. Of course, there's a financial gain to that, but like. He also really just loves the wrestling that he wants to put on and that he's showcasing and, and the talent. He cares about the talent for better or for worse. You know, however you feel about the businessman versus the man himself, um, he, he, he cares. And I think that that is both a uh, that's a benefit and a detriment to to the person running the show. So, yeah, you know, it's just uh, it is what it is. I, I think in some cases he's misunderstood just in the way that he communicates because that's not always easy. I think Sean was talking yesterday about like picking your words and, and the way you uh, you answer questions or make make a statement. There there is levity in your words, and not levity. There is a, there is an importance in your words. So something to keep up uh, and think about. Let's get a couple of super chats and uh, some bits over over on twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Cyclops better than Logan says Sean Ross Staff is the CM Bunk of Fightful. Jeremy Lambert is the Ryan Nemeth confirmed. Jeremy, is that true? Are you Ryan Nemeth? Are you only allowed on on non collision shows? It's, if I, I got much more gigs than Ryan Nemeth right now. Um, oh. Well, he's yeah. on the picket lines. Be nice to Ryan Nemeth. I got nothing bad. To, I don't. I don't know Ryan Nemeth. I don't watch BTE regularly or anything. All I'm saying is Ryan Nemeth is very low on the AEW totem pole. I don't think that's unfair to say in any capacity and whether i always like it or not i'm very high on the fightful totem pole so i don't think i'm ryan nimith if if sean is cm punk who does that make me if sean is cm punk i don't i don't know if sean's cm punk i think that's kind of mean to say about sean yeah, that's meaner than calling me ryan nimith right I, I don't think i don't think sean threatens to fight people no, all I do. He does it's you? You're CM Punk. Yeah, I threaten to fight Sean every single day. <laughs> what, if, um, what if? What if it's? Uh, what if Sean is Samoa Joe? Oh, Sean Samoa Joe. That's good. I'm. I'm probably closer to CM Punk than Sean is. Sean's probably Tony, and I'm probably CM Punk. Honestly, you're gonna finish this show in about two hours. You're gonna look at yourself in the mirror, and you're gonna be like, "Am I CM Punk?" The amount of times that I like complain about stuff that I probably shouldn't be complaining about. The amount of times that like I'm really like pulling back the curtain. I'm gonna make myself sound really bad right here. The amount of times that like I'm yelling at people to to do stuff and uh the amount of stuff that i ask for and everything i'm way closer to cm punk than uh sean is and you know i I got nothing punk has his issues and, and everything i it's it pops me so this dude pops me I don't have any muffins. We did them. that bit. We did that we did. bit, and it yeah. was great. I did, you know, I did an Oreo eating contest. All right, like I've I've eaten food on this channel before. I've made food on Twitch, which it, we're technically on Twitch right now, uh, on on that channel before. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm CM Punk pops me. 
so much as someone who has no real attachment to this and is only here for the jokes and the memes and like people are like oh you gotta send him home fire him let him go it's too much of a headache dude we've had the best year in in wrestling talking about this dude he hadn't been present for most of it and we've been talking about it talking about him and what it could mean he rules it all rules just Maybe that's my issue is I don't take any of this serious and I I try to see both sides of all of this. But at the end of the day, this is pro wrestling. It's the dumbest, best sport in the world. And I don't know any of these people on that level. I've talked to them. I've had decent conversations. Not with CM Punk. uh, Never talked to them. Uh, I've had decent conversations with some of these people. We've had plenty of wrestlers on our show. Everyone we've talked to, I feel like we've had good conversations with but like i don't know them outside of this show i'm just here to laugh and hopefully make other people laugh along the way that's it i can give a balanced take on stuff at least i think it's it's a balanced take i i feel i give a balanced take on stuff but like i'm here for the jokes and memes man i i, I don't play one side or the other so yeah i'm cm punk fuck it I'm past five minutes. I can curse. I'm trying to run a business. That's right. I was going to say something like, he looks in the mirror and he says, I'm going to have to challenge my kids to a fight. And then I realized, no, you're not Tyrus. Oh, well, I fight my kids all the time. Nobody clipped that. One, just <laughs> ask for it. Like, just, I was like, you want to fight? Like, yeah. And the wife is like, no, you're supposed to put up some resistance. And just wants to wrestle all the time. Bless. Hey, I watched I watched you and Sean almost put one of your children through a table. Okay. So No, 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 no. Not true. That not was not true? one of my kids. That was one of uh Cher Delaware's kids. Oh my goodness, you're right. You're yeah. absolutely right. My mistake it was one of Cher's kids. Which yeah. honestly, like, let's face it, wrestling kids are all the same. <laughs> <laughs> they all, yeah. So. I did almost put one of Cher Delaware's kids uh through a table at a restaurant. That is factual. I'm glad that we cleared that up. My mistake. I'm glad we we issued the uh, the retraction on the air and we figured it out. By the way, I love so Sean. Sean, like you said, is going to be on uh, post wrestling in the WrestleNomics feed. That that is uh, right after you and I basically manifested it by talking about Brandon Thurston and the WrestleMania three numbers and the video and praised him. And then all of a sudden, John Pollock is like, Sean's going to be on Wednesday, and I'm like, we did this. This is our power, Jeremy. We do have. Uh more power than we probably should sadly like uh yeah it's not great i don't i don't know yeah it's it's not it's not good it's not good yeah let's get a couple super chats while we're here uh ryan sullivan oh dear says you know what joel i hope bring him on three <laughs> hours on thursday so your impact review is all messed up two things about that one ring of honor can barely go one hour at this point because they keep screwing up the tapings and two <laughs> I was at Impact this past week, so I can tell you what happened without even showing up on time for my work. So I will be okay. Uh, and the Glassdoor Gamer, let's get into the real stuff. DNA, AEW, WWE, Punk has issues at all companies. Time to move on from the dude. Seems like he's. It seems like he thinks he's the hero of his own story. So uh, I made this joke when the PW Torch uh, story dropped about TK and Punk having some words uh, reportedly backstage at All In. I kind of said, you know, Punk is just going to run off to Impact Wrestling and form a stable with Jonathan Gresham, and then we'll be okay in like six months. But let's really, I mean, we got to talk about it. Punk uh, thinks he's the hero of his own story. It's a pretty pretty solid way of putting it. Um, 
he continues to be the centerpiece of each story that uh, that happens. Um, not every physical story, because there have been other stories about pie facing in the backstage area. You know, there was Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara. There was Andrade and Sammy Guevara. This <laughs> Sammy Guevara is also part of this. But either way, um, yeah, Punk. That people he got physical. Okay, and then like I think at the end of the day, that is the like biggest no no of the entire story and why something has to happen in this case, suspensions because there's physicality involved in sports in pro sports teammates. They, they fight in one way or another all the time, but sports have their own version of a, it's not a zero tolerance, but at least a three strike system or some sort of system that punishes a player for getting physical with a teammate, whether that is a suspension or if that is a fine or if it's a combination of both or it's a three strikes or whatever it is, something exists. Something like this seems to exist in AEW. We don't know what it is, uh, but either way, we now know that there, you know, suspensions have been dulled out. It's not the first time Punk has been suspended. He is now the first AEW star to be suspended twice by the company. Uh, congratulations for that. But now we have Perry and Punk having been suspended so what were your initial reactions when uh, when that dropped uh real quickly a a shock mentions draymond green and it, yeah draymond green there's video of him punching his teammate jordan Poole in practice he got fined didn't get suspended for that probably should have honestly that was a bad punch what he threw and it's you want to say it's heat of the moment type of thing and draymond's been suspended for stuff he's done on the court not a great history with uh with Draymond when it comes to this stuff. Things are going to be handled the way they they are going to be handled, right? And so Eddie Kingston got two weeks for essentially pie facing Sammy Guevara. That was the story. He got two weeks for pie facing Guevara. Punk and the Elite they got however long you want to call that they got. Uh, what Punk's injury played a part in it. Uh, you know, the elite were out from all out to, to full gear, basically. So that was uh, about two and a half months, give or take there. And then Punk, you know, wasn't back until June. But again, injury was part of all of that. Um, there, There's no hard and fast rule, even in real sports. So I don't want to even say that, like, AEW needs this kind of policy. I know you you kind of put something. Sorry if I'm rolling like a circles tweet here, Joel. Uh, How dare you? Now my <laughs> circles have been exposed. Yeah, I did. I did. Because I also I sometimes put this stuff out there as like a more of a thought process thing than anything else. And and I did receive some feedback, by the way, um, from from AEW about what I was saying. So that's that's kind of why I am willing to put this out there right now. So continue, please. So I understand like maybe you do want to put some type of three strikes rule. Here's what it is. Everyone knows type of thing, but there's different levels to this and right or wrong. Part of that level is what you bring to the company. That's why Ryan Nemeth can do one thing and receive one punishment and people feel how they feel about it. And CM Punk can do one thing, receive a different punishment and people are like, Oh, wait a second. How is this fair? Well, CM Punk is one Bill Phil, and Ryan Nemeth is the guy on BTE. Like that's just kind of what it comes down to, and that's that's how it works in real sports too. Right or wrong, the the quarterback is gonna get away with more than the the third string offensive lineman. It's 
That's just how it works. So I don't know if a three strike policy in that way is going to work because there's just levels to this kind of stuff. Now, as far as CM Punk goes and this particular incident, um, I see a lot of people on, on social media. They're trying to, I don't have blame on, I have blame on, on people, but like the who started it thing I I don't care so much as the escalation part of it. So we can if you want to really date all of this stuff back, did it start with Hangman Page and his offhand comment in that promo that no one really thought twice about, but Punk t- took it a certain type of way, right? That's where people are like this is what started it. This started everything. This Hangman Page comment. Okay. If you feel that way, fine. You feel that way. That's what started it. But then it escalated from there. How did it escalate? Why did it escalate? A part of the reason, a big part of the reason why it escalated is CM Punk's comments in the press conference. CM Punk's comments when he comes out there and says coward shit. Well, that unnecessarily. It escalated. Let's go to All In. Jack Perry makes the comment, real glass, cry me a river. He starts it, right? Theoretically, he starts it. They get backstage. I don't know who escalated it backstage. I don't know if Perry stepped the punk. It depends on which side you want to hear from. I don't know if Perry steps the punk. I don't know if punk steps the Perry. Who shoved two? Punks are... The, the, the overwhelming story is there was some type of face lock, headlock, chokehold put on. And so that it went from there. So that all escalated from there. Who are you going to blame? Both parties, probably. It's probably both their faults. But because it is both their faults, I don't, the offhand comment, the, the message by Perry, not great. I laughed. I thought it was hilarious, honestly. But I'm inside on this. Not great. You go backstage, emotions are running high. Can you just settle it? Can they just walk by each other? I don't know. But it got escalated. And that's the issue with all of these is they get escalated. And a reason why they get escalated is because punk is part of it. Punk is part of the escalation and he is not helping matters in that he cannot sit idly back right or wrong. He can't sit idly back and just be like, okay, you know what? I'll address this all fair. I'll talk to, let's get people in the room. You know, he says he wants to get people in the room and everything. That, that's, that's the story. He wants to get people in the room, but then it doesn't happen. Apologies are not given. It just gets escalated. And now we've escalated to the point again, where CM Punk is suspended. And now AEW's got to figure that out, figure that out. Let's get the super chat from professor. He says, uh, CM Punk tried to be a martial artist. He lost both times badly. Now he spends his free time bullying people who are smaller than him or shorter than him exclusively. Threatens them first. Can't enjoy him. So I, I did make the reference about the, the internally about the, the trained fighter comment. And, you know, and, and that was just that was just too much to me. Um, I don't necessarily think it was bullying people who are smaller than him or shorter than him. I think that he... There's something there. You know, I'm not going to shrink the guy. It's not my job. But there's certainly, like, he's done this multiple times. And I, I understand that 
this continues to be a very me centric uh, situation where punk will basically, how, how can I put this? He couldn't take, he couldn't spend 30 minutes just swallowing his pride and like, just, just leave it alone at the biggest show that this company's ever done because he was so angry about someone in this case, speaking into the camera, making a comment that you and I touched on a Monday and we both laughed and I continue to laugh because again, I see it as an internal, if you know, you know, LOL. And then externally, I see it as like, uh, if you don't know, and you're not like a newsletter subscriber, whatever, you just kind of say, Oh yeah, he's pointing out that it's real glass and he's a wrestler. And Oh my God, like he did that. You don't really think much of it either way, or at least you don't. One guy thought of it, and it's become what we're dealing with now, what we're discussing now. But there is a there is a behavioral thing because again, it continues to it continues to happen where things get physical. Which, at the end of the day, again, that can't happen, but it keeps on happening, and that's not that's not the way to deal with it. And and it's excruciatingly frustrating because, like I said, biggest show they've ever done, and biggest event that has, has that's happened in years. And a lot of it gets sidetracked by, by this. And that's why I'm glad on Monday we got to spend a lot of time just pushing past it and talking about the show itself. But it's frustrating that we get to now sit down and we, we, we got to deal with the, the after effects. Because guess what? There's a pay-per-view on Sunday. And uh, there's a Dynamite tonight with only one match announced. And we have no idea what the hell is going on. And maybe there was always only going to be one match announced tonight. But I'm sure a lot of things have changed between, you know, between what happened on, uh, on Sunday and where we are now on Wednesday. Because, you know, people arrived in Chicago as early as you know, Monday, I guess. And now we're trying to figure out what's going to happen on TV for the next three nights. And that's going to be the issue this week. Is there in Chicago, home of CM Punk, Nothing was announced for All Out for CM Punk. You had to think he was going to play a part somewhere. They ain't going, they ain't running Chicago, they ain't running the United Center and not having CM Punk as part of this show. That just, you know, that doesn't seem like good business. And I imagine Punk was going to be part of this show in some capacity. And now, assuming this suspension doesn't end on Friday, he's not going to be part of the show. I think they, it seemed like they were building towards a strap match with him and Ricky. They didn't really have anything else lined up. That makes sense. MJF and punk, which we kind of theorized that maybe they do real world title. MJF wasn't playing with that. So it seemed like they were building with punk and, and Ricky. And now that is likely off the table. So where do you go? Like looking at the card right now, Moxley and Orange, assuming Orange wins tonight, uh, that's the headlining match. Can they get like an FTR, Adam Cole, MJF rematch going? I think that's a a big match, especially since FTR beat them, uh, pinned MJF. Otherwise, you're in Chicago for a week without your Chicago draw. And I remember when um, when All All In was announced, and they announced Wembley. And then it's like, oh, they're going to run all in, all out, back to back. Everyone, and this was, they announced this in like April, I believe. This was before Punk was like officially back. But everyone was like, oh, they got something up their sleeve for this. They're going to do something big on these shows. And all in turned into be a big show, but people were fantasy booking the elite against CM Punk 
and FTR for all in. I mean, even the FTR were, were commenting on it. And it's like, they, they're definitely going to have something big if they're doing back-to-back weeks. CM Punk's going to play a big role in all of this. CM Punk got a match against Samoa Joe that opened the show, which I loved. I think it was a fantastic match, but it wasn't hastily put together, but it was also didn't seem like it was maybe the first plan they thought of when they did this. And now he's not even going to be on all outs and if things continue down this road. So it's a tough position and it's, it's the position that Tony Khan has been put in partly because of his own doing, because he didn't nip this much earlier and also because wrestlers are going to be wrestlers. It's time to strap the ra- strap the rocket, strap the racket. It's time to strap the rocket to sky blue for that big Chicago pop. She just lost. Well, she doesn't have to lose ever again if this continues to happen. Cyclops Blue against Soraya. Let's let's do it. That's the main event. Uh, Cyclops Ben Logan with the bits says where there's smoke, there's fire, and CM Punk seems to always have a can of gasoline and matches wherever he goes from Ring of Honor to WWE to w- to AEW. Smoke follows him. First of all, it's Eddie Kingston who carries a can of gasoline. Okay, let's get that right. But I mean, there. Uh, this is where it's frustrating because it's like, is he? Is he problematic or is he passionate? Is he somewhere in the middle? There are some some things with AW Collision that you and I continue to say we love. There are certain booking philosophies, certain ways of of, of togetherness and, and things like that. Um, but also, <laughs> I don't want people to take me the wrong way when I say this. But like, there's a, maybe there's a bit of a cult leader mentality when it comes to to Punk and Collision, and he wants to be the locker room leader so bad. And as a result, the people who, not everyone, I'm not saying everyone in collision is like this, but there are certain people who are going to be his ride or die. But I think maybe saying cult leg is a little too excessive. But if I say it, people kind of understand where I'm coming from. There are people who are very firmly in his camp. Um, Sean had said that, you know, those, some of those people are, have been very quiet since the incident happened at all. In. And that's, that's worth noting. That doesn't necessarily mean they're not speaking up or not saying anything. Uh, it, it could very well just be like we're not, no, not we're not doing this, or we're gonna let the smoke pass, or we're we're gonna we're gonna be silent so that this kind of carries over faster, whatever it is. They could have been told not to say anything. We don't know, but it is worth saying. Like there, there are people in that camp who uh, are gonna ride for CM Punk. There's the famous Jericho and Cody story on like the first Jericho cruise, where they talk about Punk being a locker room leader. And Booker T not picking up the trash and Punk is like, I'm the locker room leader, pick it up. And then Punk walks away and Booker T's like, he ain't telling me what to do. And then Jericho and Cody basically say like, there's locker room leaders. And the locker room leaders are the ones that don't actually say they're the locker room leader. It's the ones who just go about it. And that's, I always think about that when I think about CM Punk is he is very loud and wants to tell you that he is the locker room leader. And usually when you are that loud about things, you are not the leader you need to be. And that's like, you know, that's fine. Like you, you think you are, but you are not the leader that maybe you need to be in this situation. I think punk has good qualities about him. I don't think, uh, cam Cameron Hawkins Seahawks makes, a uh, had popped me with one of his tweets of like, you can be on the, right side of an argument and the wrong side of somebody's nerve (laughs) (laughs) that's like you can be like that that is kind of how i i feel sometimes about punk 
And it's like, you know, I think he has some good qualities. I think he does want the best for AEW and for for wrestling. I truly believe that. I think CM Punk loves wrestling. And I think he does want the best for AEW because AEW's made him a lot of money when it didn't look like he was going to return to wrestling and, and make this kind of money and have this kind of run. But in doing so, he can't get out of his own way with stuff. Like, he he just can't. And sometimes you got to be an adult and you just got to... This is, this is what I tell... It's what I joke about with the wife of... This is the advice I'd give to every single wrestler, every single person who's on Twitter and thinks their opinion. I've done the opinion, right? Every single person who's on Twitter and thinks their opinion is more important than everybody else and wants to get all this stuff out there. Shut the fuck up. That's all you got to do. Just shut the fuck up and you'll get in far less trouble. And I understand it sucks. I understand you want to get your comment out there and everything. I understand you want your opinion to be heard. You want your voice to be louder than everybody's. But you know what that does? It gets you in trouble a lot of times. So if you just shut the fuck up, there won't be as many issues. And sometimes you got to be an adult. And part of being an adult is shutting the fuck up. And then maybe we wouldn't have these kind of issues. Psychos better than Logan says, any man who must say, I am the king is no true king. That's a Tywin Lannister uh, comment from the Game of Thrones. I watched that show. I watched that show. Yeah, yeah. It was, I got forced into watching it. Uh, Not my cup of tea. I like the last season the best, which everyone says is the worst because like it's just dumb shit happening all the time. And it's very like fast paced storytelling where the, the first, however other many seasons are very like slow. And it's just like, there's 800 characters. I don't know any of them. Game of Thrones is one of the most overrated television shows of all time. Honestly, it sucks. I'd probably never watch it again, but the last season's good. When will they get to the dragons? They, there's dragons in there. I, that's the whole first season is when will they get to the dragons? And people, I didn't eh. like the show. It's fine. I get it. Listen, if you liked it, whatever. Most of my time is spent watching professional wrestling. So I get it. There are a lot of things better on TV. Uh, anyway, uh, John Spur sent a super chat saying it's funny to remember all of this happened because CM Punk leaked a story two weeks later to take the heat off the dumb hangman comment, action figure comments. Go ahead, Jeremy Lambert. This is the funniest thing to me. This is the funniest thing in the world to me that CM Punk was mad about the the elite leaking stuff to Dave that shouldn't have been leaked over Colcabana and all everybody. CM Punk is telling people to shut the fuck up and stop talking and all this stuff. And then he's sending his diary off of like, they didn't pick me up at the airport and I had to take the train. And then I've had no communication. He, he is out here. Dear Nick, Tony didn't pick me up today. Tony has not returned my calls. Hilarious. I, if you can't find the humor in this man being like, Here's why I'm mad at everybody. They're talking when they shouldn't be talking. And then he's sending off uh, pigeon carriers to everybody in wrestling. Hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. I want Nick Hausman to get a sit-down interview with CM Punk so badly at this point. Because it's just... he. Again, this is no shade at Nick. I just love that he is, in the eyes of most wrestling fans who are terminally online... He has become like the CM Punk talk box. 
you, you you push him on the top of the head and he's got a CM Punk quote for you. He did he did an hour and a half with Wade and I thought it was very funny that they were they spent all this time talking about uh, the the suspensions and the CM Punk side of things and what was going on with AEW and then they shifted to WWE and everything was like positivity and happiness and that's not that's not me shitting on anybody in this case it was just a very funny like juxtaposition of conversation because one has a lot of uh, you know, AEW has a lot uh, of stuff going on, and this is the story, unfortunately, that's dominating. And then on the other side, the conversation is: Did the Miz dig in a little too heavily on LA Night? And we're going to talk about that on our show it's somewhere in the second hour. I know about it, and that's fine. But like, I just find it funny that Nick continues to get, you know, continues to to get the the punk side and run with it as if suddenly it feels like they're best friends. CM Punk didn't want to hurt Jack Perry because he's a trained martial artist. That line, hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Uh, the WWE thing, and this is what I wanted to bring up, of like, like, man, there's issues in all of these locker rooms, right? Like, not everybody likes each other, gets along. We all, we all know this. You don't like every single person you work with. Seth Rollins and, and Cody, I don't know how much legitimate heat there was there. There still is there, but they took shots at each other in interviews and in media of like Seth. I think there was some professional jealousy that Cody came in and got this main event and stuff. There was clearly something there that Seth and Riddle, like we know that was an issue, but there's just a, this is the maturity level of things, Right. Of like, if you got an issue with this this person, you either handle it, you talk to them, you actually talk it out, and you figure it all out, and maybe you come to an agreement where you can work, and maybe you come to an agreement where you can't work together. Regardless, you talk it out, you air things out privately in a uh, safe setting to where hopefully nobody gets, there is no physical altercation there but you talk about it and you go from there and to do that, somebody has got to be mature enough and to, to handle all of this. And then unfortunately in AEW and unfortunately surrounding right now, one person, it ain't, it doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. And that's why you see these kinds of issues. And this is where just maturity and being an adult comes into play here is there's right ways and wrong ways to handle this in a professional setting. And it ain't being handled well in AEW. Because we're seeing fines, we're seeing suspensions, we're seeing plans get blown up, and it sucks. I was looking forward to what was going to happen this week. I, I take away the backstage stuff. As a television performer, I'm a fan of CM Punk. I think he's fun on promos. I think he's... Very good in the ring. I think he's had more good matches than not since returning to AEW. His feuds have been entertaining. His promos have been good. Does he need to take the shots that he takes? Maybe not. And maybe that escalates stuff, especially when you don't clear this stuff with people. But still, as a performer, I like CM Punk. And now we're not going to get CM Punk again for who knows how long because he wants to choke Jack Perry. Because he hates it here and he wants to quit, Jeremy. Oh, man. I hate uh, it here. He's literally, he's Stewie Griffin in the crib once it falls. And he says, I hate it here. 
and that's it. And then T and then uh, sorry, T TK Punk comes in. So TK comes in and says, "No, we we can make it better." You know, uh, <laughs> I'm seeing the the tweet that Sean put out. Apparently, AW Collision at the United Center was moved to Friday instead of Saturday. So I don't know if that's live for for the movement. So the, the show's been moved to Friday, September second. Whether the event is now going to air live on Friday or if it's being taped for Saturday. That I don't know yet, but that's something that I'm seeing kind of being passed around. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that's going. Go ahead. Sean's tweet here. It's got attention fan. Your event is still on, but it's been moved to a different time. It's been moved to a whole damn different day. It ain't like, ah, you know what? They, the door is now open because all in. It was like, oh, the doors are going to open earlier for everybody. It's like you got to. Okay. Oh. It's, Hold on. It also says the event is now Friday, September 2nd. September 2nd is a Saturday. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. That's very strange. I don't know dates around here. Um, I, just looked at, I was just looking at my calendar now. Hmm. So either, either Ticketmaster screwed up or this isn't... I mean, someone could have Photoshopped this, but I mean, it says 1038. Like, this is pretty, you know, on par. Yeah, no, I don't feel like it. Other people said they got it as well. Um, the event will begin at the and TNT event will begin at seven p.m. But it, it's Chicago time, so that's still yes. eight p.m. Yeah, that's still yeah. Eight PM. very strange. If you if you got that and you're in the chat, if you got that email, let me know, okay? Because uh, you know clearly that's a thing. Uh, let's let's get to a couple super chats and then we'll. I don't know, probably still be talking about CM Punk in 15 minutes. Uh, Glassdoor Gamer says, many Punk fans are fed up with him. Ticket sales and ratings now prove that Punk lost his enthusiasm. MJF and Adam Cole are clearly the draw. They they certainly main-evented the show, MJF and Adam Cole did. They're clearly very popular with the audience, but they're not popular with the entire audience. There are certain people who don't love the way that MJF and Adam Cole are telling their story, whereas they might enjoy the way that CM Punk tells his story. But when you come into Chicago... There's, the fans are clearly there to see the hometown boy. That's the biggest issue running into All Out and a full week of TV tapings. Not that Punk was going to be on Dynamite, but like that was the whole thing was that you're going into CM Punk's home city. It's going to be a big show, a big event. Presumably he was in the main event. We're working to nail that down, what the plans were going into it. But like this... This messes things up. And you and I talked about MJF and Cole possibly, you know, going up against the kingdom for the ROH tag titles and all that. I don't think you can do that anymore. I think you really need to have MJF be like, bro, Chacho, I love you, but I have to go, you know, put my title on the line against Matt Taven so I can drop the interview. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. Did M- I feel like MJF had time off, though. Because he did not go back to America. He he went to France to, in his words, bang rats. So he did not go back to America after this. I feel like MJF had time off. And now I think he said as much in, in the, the press conference. He said a lot in that press conference. I can't remember it word for word. But like I think he had time off. And now, yeah, he might be getting called back in here to uh, to do something because... Because of all this, they need something for this show this weekend. I mean, Moxley and Orange Cassidy, that's a, that's a good match. They've been building that. Orange Cassidy is a, is a draw. John Moxley is John Moxley. He's a draw. The rest of the card, though, if you don't have Punk in Chicago, you don't have MJF. I, 
who you put, you got Kenny and uh, Takeshka, but Kenny's kind of taking a back seat for a little bit here. And that match is big, but it doesn't feel that big. It's punk in Chicago. This week was designed to be a CM Punk celebration of, of, of some sorts. Like they run the United Center because they have Punk. Otherwise, it'd probably keep running now. And even these tickets aren't like the best they've done. They, you know, they sold out Rampage on the the CM Punk rumor. These aren't selling even like that. So not having Punk. <sighs> if you can get MJF, then you should probably yeah sure pay him up. MJF is like yesterday's price is not today's price, but you might have to pay up on MJF to get him on this show. But I don't think he was originally planned for this show. If I'm being honest, I don't think so either. <laughs> you know, again, you could do the tag title thing, but I don't think it was planned. And but you got to I don't know. You you got to have what it was. What's what's what 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 would Punk have been like? Oh, you're not going to have the real world champion, or you're gonna you're not going to have the. Uh, the AEW world champion, the fake champion. So I'm going to be the main event. Is that kind of where you would have gone and just poke the bear even further without knowing if this is actually going to be a thing? No. Cause I think that, I think that real world title was a, a bad idea. If you didn't have punk and MJF agreeable to do a unification match at some point, and maybe they think they could just get away and, uh, let time pass and it'll eventually come around to doing it. Or whenever MJF drops his title, you could do it. Whoever he drops it to, then you can do the punk and, and MJF unification or punk and whoever unification match. I understand the point of wanting to do the real world title because technically CM Punk did not lose. And like, it's a cool little online or a cool little television story and it ties up a, or, yeah, it ties up a, a thread that is still there of and addresses a kind of big elephant in the room that Punk never lost the title. There's more elephants in the room that have gone unaddressed. Uh, a lot of elephants. These are some big locker rooms. All ele- elephant wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you didn't have that match like lined up, maybe not the greatest time in the world to to do it. Um. Yeah, I guess that's how you could have addressed it is like MJF won't show up. So now I got to put the real world's title on the line and give Chicago what they want. But then, yeah, like then you're just giving people a story that you might not be able to deliver on. And Punk's been doing a lot of that. And that ain't great. Listen, I think it's time for one one world champion, one real world champion to rise up a Chicagoan to defend his title and absolutely destroy it. Colt Cabana's Jewish title. It's time. They should put Colt on this show. I, I kept... Where's Jericho? Where's Jericho to pop himself? And he just he's gonna get Colt on this show. You know what would be great? I don't I don't know who talks to who, by the way. Um you know, Alvarez you and I, we talk to each other. Yeah, we talk to each other. Alvarez said that he talked to five people. These are Brian's words. So I'm not throwing out sources of like every, this person talking to this person. Brian's like, I five people told me this. You know what I hope's happening? I hope somebody's back there. Maybe it's like I, I don't I don't know attaching any quote. Somebody's back there. And they're just spinning a wheel. And it's the wheel make a deal. Yeah. And it's just this person says 
spin the wheel. That he fought this person, and then you spin it again, and it was like, it's like Clue or some shit. And it, but you're just spinning the wheel, and it's Mad Libs. And it's like, this person fought this person here. This person said this about this person, and it got back to this person. They're just spinning the wheel. They don't actually know any of this stuff. But they're just coming up with the Mad Libs via the wheel spin, and then they're just telling Telling whoever. They're sending out the mass email to all the reporters. And I don't get. This is that's what I hope's actually happening. This is what RJ City is doing when he's not doing <laughs> AEW. He is sitting there just spinning wheels for everyone's enjoyment backstage. That's why he's been hired. Shout out to RJ City. Who needs to be on this show if you can just sit around backstage spinning wheels and making mad lips all day, right? Can I can I send this link to RJ City? He's gonna yell at me. <laughs> what happened last time you did that? Yeah, he he yelled at me. He did. And, uh, oh, he called you by the wrong name, which popped me. They called uh, me Joe. Yeah, and then Sorry. I called you. Who would I call you? Like Joey or something? <laughs> we've done interviews, and he just doesn't know my name. It's very. We've this... seen each other for years, and he just doesn't know my name. <laughs> That's not my name. Shout out, Matthew. Uh, let's go, Professor. Sent to Super Chat saying, CM Punk orders people around like he's in charge of their creative and aftermath. Someone should clue every clue again. Everybody else in because if this happened at your job, you'd be frustrated also. He's not in charge. And, it, and uh, yeah, I get it. Again, going back to the locker room leader conversation we had earlier, if you got to call yourself the locker room leader, odds are you're probably not the locker room leader. I understand Punk believe. Well, and I'm not going to say this. I am going to say this much. He's a draw. He is smart to the business. He's been a- around for a long time at a very high level. Well, actually, he hasn't. He took seven years off. So, like, he's been- yeah, but it speaks to his his testament, and it speaks to his testament. I don't think that's a real thing. Uh, it speaks it speaks to his kind of drawing power that, like, for a large chunk of those seven years, CM Punk chants were still filling the building, and he was still talked about. I think part of that was also just because of the way in which he was allegedly released yeah. with the FedEx papers and everyone was at the time. Like, how could they? How dare they? This is so unfair. Um, like, the story just kind of gained its own lore. And then there was the the, the court case, uh, the Z-Pack, the Colcabana case. Like, it just, everything kind of built from there. Punk was never, like, Mr. Wrestling for those seven years. It was always like, what if he came back? And then, of course, you had people like Bob O'Neill sending that stupid photo around every time. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. Uh, he was stuck at Heathrow Airport and he didn't put the photo up. I'm very upset. Easiest, easiest gimmick and Bob O'Neill just didn't do it. So with Punk, it's like, I get it. You've been around, you think you deserve it, but the sense of entitlement does not mean you get to be the guy. And the guy isn't always the top of the card. Sometimes the guy is just... He opened the show, Joel. What more do you want? Stop it. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Sometimes the guy is not the, the champion. Sometimes the guy is not the main event. I, I get that traditionally over the last little while, you know, John Cena is a pretty good example of this. But even beyond Cena, before that was The Undertaker. And Undertaker was... He wasn't always top of the card. Sometimes he was just underneath, and sometimes he was just running show from his own vantage point. He was the judge, jury, and executioner of his own locker room. You know what Punk should have done? I understand he wants to look out for people, and yeah, does he? We know he's got a, a little bit of hand in kind of how things were run 
on collision, right? It was his show. One bill, Phil, like he, he got that show. He wanted things run a certain way. We don't do that on Saturdays type of thing. If the Wednesday people want to show up and do stuff like get smashed with real glass, punk should have been like, you know what? Dummy go for it. Just go get hit with real glass. If that's what you want to do to yourself and when it hurts you, when it cuts you, I'm just going to sit here and laugh and tell you I told you so. He he was smart. He, he was, I don't know. He was trying to look out in this sense for Jack Perry. Like, no, don't do that. That's stupid. But sometimes you got to let people be stupid and let them make their own mistakes instead of butting in and trying to police things when some of these people, they're just going to do what they want and it just... They're they're gonna they're gonna get hit with real class. They want to get hit with real class. Like, okay, go do that. If they're gonna act, you know, this is this is uh this this is your your parent, Joel, as am I. Yep. Sometimes these kids just want to do dumb stuff. And as a parent, sometimes we gotta be like, hey, listen, maybe not. That's a bad idea. This could happen. And then of course the kid is like. No, never. I they, they jumping off of you know this thirty foot balcony. I won't get hurt or whatever. You tell them no. You tell them no. You tell them no. And then they keep pushing, pushing, and pushing. And you're just like, you know what, you dummy, jump. That's my kid. Love him. It's thirty feet. He's gonna die. Well, I'm I'm not serious when I say thirty foot, but you know what I mean. You know, like, like it's like go, just jump. And when you break your leg. Like, was that worth it? it did, I, I do this with, with the kids all the time. Not, I don't have them jump off 30, 30 balconies. But they're always like, they, <laughs> how do you learn? How do you learn to fall off a 30-foot balcony? Um, they, they always do this thing where uh, the, they'll, they'll try to, like, mess with me or whatever. And they'll be like, oh, I'm trying to bop you on the head. And I'll just, like, pick them up and throw them uh, onto, like, the couch or the bed or whatever. Like, how'd that work out for you? Like, not good. That's what you got to tell. That's what CM Punk should have just told, told Jack Perry. I want to use real glass. Okay. How'd that work out for you? Not good. Cause I got glass stuck on me. I got all cut up. Got all this stuff. Yeah. Idiot. Don't do that. Sometimes you got to learn these lessons on your own. My big takeaway from that is that collision is the PG show. That's <laughs> <laughs> really what it is. Will Chisholm sent a super chat saying, as a 33-year-old man with a kid, how many times can we keep giving Punk the... the what is that? The, the the care so much pass that giving Punky... I don't know what that's supposed to be. Sorry about Will, that. Will, please clarify. Um, the message being... The, the man being in his 40s and him being a good performer shouldn't be a pass. And, and, and this is exactly what Jeremy was just alluding to. It's the fact that you can only give so many opportunities and so many chances to somebody... And coddled them for so long that like there needs to be some tough love. And that is the biggest uh, that's the biggest thing to keep in mind is, is how much longer can the tough love exist? And when you start spewing things like I hate it here and this company is trash and I don't want to be here. Well, that's that's a temper tantrum. That is an 18 month old throwing a temper tantrum, but having the words to say it. Yeah, when you're doing the I quit, when you're threatening to, to quit and you're apparently it's pulling Tony into an office and using harsh words and yelling when just before, according to the timeline was he had some type of heated argument with Tony. Then the thing with Perry, then the match, 
then the joke with Miro. Like, so he did that uh, with Tony before the show was about to go live. And it's like, dude, maybe just don't do that before they're about to put on the biggest show in history. Maybe save your complaints that you weren't picked up at the airport for a different time or whatever it might be. Like, can we celebrate this moment a little bit? And yeah, he's passionate. He cares and stuff, but he's the common denominator in this. And you can't keep giving him a pass. I wasn't going to give him a pass after the elite stuff because I said they are within every bit of the right to not want to work with him. Like he's trying to work himself. He's trying to shoot himself into a work. And they're like, no, we're not doing this. Like you just got to let this stuff go, man. Like you just be an adult, just be an adult. Something just let stuff go when it comes to this or understand the situation, read the room, whatever it is. You just, you got to let it go. Frozen, bitch. Hey, what are you up to on Thursday? Oh, I don't know. Why? I got a show to do. Oh, you also got a TK Media call now. Yeah, I saw it. What time is it? And I, I don't see a time yet. It's probably at like two or something. Yeah, or if it's at one, then, you know, that's noon where he is. He'll be eating his steak wrap. Sorry, wrong guy. Uh, while he's sitting... And, and ask questions about things he won't comment. So Sean, Sean has confirmed, if you're getting this email, Friday is a Ticketmaster error. Collision is still Saturday. The time change is correct, not the date okay. change. So basically what we said here, we broke that news. Please give us credit. Yes, please credit in the weeds and subscribe to us here on the channel while you're dropping that thumbs up. And donating Super Chats like Glassdoor Gamer does, saying you should take the time to really enjoy CM Punk while he's here. Because he's not going to be here much longer. Fragile mind, fragile ego, fragile body. That was John Moxley. And Glassdoor Gaming says uh, he was spitting facts. Bless John Moxley. Yep. Bless him. That's a man who is just an adult when it comes to this stuff. He shows up, does his job, bleeds because fuck it, why not? Right? Goes home. Sends an email to his wife asking if she wants to bang because romance is not dead in the Moxley household. Takes care of his kid. Competes at grappling tournaments on his free time. Goes to an indie show to bleed some more. Bless that man. Build the company out of John Moxley. What if we built the entire plane out of John Moxley? We did that. Not the plane, you idiot. <laughs> and it ruled. It did. 2019. Wait, no, 2021. It's just, man. It's in the middle of a pandemic, unfortunately. The man like, carried that company through a pandemic. Him and Hikaru Shida really did it. They did the thing. Uh, so Mox is the MVP. Maybe he gets the main event at All Out. I know that. He should. It, it, I look, just said that. Moxley and Orange did. Cassidy. I know you said that. I, I'm now kind of coming around to fully agreeing with you. Because you know what? The international championship has been built as the biggest most well-defended championship in aew why not give it that extra rub with the possibility of moxley walking out with the title that's a big deal that's a big opportunity you know you can't uh, you can do a multi-man tag match not multi-man but multi-team tag title match with ftr and a bunch of other teams and like that would be fun but no i think moxley if you can heat it up real quick and he got like two shows to do it and uh maybe three if you count rampage but like you got to do it quick and you can make moxley versus orange cassidy a big 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 deal i already think it's a big deal they just did uh friggin stadium stampede 
against each other. This has been building since the week after Blood and Guts when Moxley attacked Orange Cassidy. This is this has been a built-up match, and the title reign of Orange Cassidy has been certainly a built-up thing. And Sean Moxley, I'd headline it right now. Based on what else is on this card, that's what I would headline with. If you can get an MJF title defense, obviously you go with the world champion in there. And I do think MJF, Adam Cole, uh against FTR that's that would be the headlining match if you can do that if MJF is involved he's headlining he's your world champion you whether it's a tag team match or whether it's a world title defense you, you probably put that guy as the the headlining guy if you don't get MJF I'm headlining Orange Cassidy John Moxley I FTR Bucks two out of three falls I'd put Moxley and Orange Cassidy over that and I understand FTR Bucks two out of three falls is a big thing I don't know like the, the match was very good at all in i have no issue with it um i I said it on like it wasn't i i look more fondly back on the briscoe's match matches uh than the bucks matches with with ftr but they're still very good matches but like they just did that match a less than a week ago a week ago by the time we have to go to uh all out from all in two out of three falls it's it's a big match but i don't know about running it back so quickly when you kind of just settled it and just settled the settled it with the rubber match. Moxley and Orange Cassidy is a fresh match that we haven't seen, and I'm I'm very I'm excited for it even before it be, potentially becomes the main event. I'd have that as the main event. Have we considered RJ City versus Captain Insano? Man, they got to give Captain Insano an appearance, right? Yeah, we like, can't keep making him gear and then not using it, Jeremy. Yeah, it's it's kind of lame that they uh, that they don't. Yeah. Sorry, I had to deal with something. <laughs> we're unintelligent. We eh, are silly. Fine. I'm sorry. We're stupid. Whatever. Um, we're idiots, Jeremy Lambert. That's what we're Fair. here for. It's true. Um, it's fine. Anyway, enjoy not being able to subscribe to this channel. Uh, but you should subscribe <laughs> to the channel if you haven't already. Apparently, if you do, and uh, you could potentially win a... a, a uh, an opportunity to watch AEW all out. So go follow Sean Ross app and then follow us and subscribe to the channel. Cause look at us. Good people. Huh? Look at us. We're smart. Yeah, sometimes I guess it's true. Sometimes. I don't know where I'm else. Thinking. I don't know who else can be on this card. You do have four matches announced for all out. So like, it's not like the card is completely five. barren. There are five. Oh yeah. You're right. There are five. Uh, there, there are certain things, even the, okay, maybe not Luchasaurus versus Darby Allen, but there is room for that. And I know we're going to sit on Friday and probably like, talk about the card once it's out in full but out of everything that's on this right now orange cassidy and john moxley is probably the biggest one you got kenny and Takeshita, like you said like there's a possibility but i don't think it's big enough it just it doesn't have the heat behind it to main events so i don't know what else you can do uh redmond survivor says soraya shida saying shida didn't get penned um i mean if they can get that on the card i don't know if i'm main eventing with that though, and the the reason being is I I don't know if I'm I'm I trust in Soraya singles match that a match that's got to go long like that. She's her matches have been fine, but not like main event caliber matches for a pay per view. Um, okay, not main event, just match on the card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's that's fair. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't, I don't like that as a as a main event, just because she just set a very high standard when it comes to like dynamite main events. And no knock on Soraya. Look, she's been out of the ring for as long as she's been out of the ring, and her style has changed. Just a 
can main event dynamite no problem main eventing a pay-per-view against Sheeta in in that capacity just doesn't i don't know if she can work that main event style type of match right now acclaimed versus gringo loco commander and vikingo for the trios okay. titles i, I wouldn't like Honestly, they could bring in Gringo Loco because it's Chicago and I'm sure he'll be around and he'll be available. I wouldn't actually, I wouldn't hate that either. Let's do that. Sure. Watch it get announced tonight and I'm going to have to laugh. <laughs> Cole, Cole versus Roddy, Cole versus Kingdom. Even yeah. though Adam Cole is very, very hot. Um, pause. Uh, even though Adam Cole is, is on fire right now. Uh, I don't know if him alone, especially the Roddy story has been fine. Uh, the, the kingdom stuff is there. I don't know if that fully screams main event either. Moxley, uh, Moxley and Orange is is the match right now. Again, unless it's MJF, that's the only person in whatever capacity MJF is going to wrestle in. That's the only person I'm headlining with over John Moxley and Orange Cassidy. What if it's MJF and Roderick Strong? Is that enough to get you wanting to? Because that's the only other person who's like not in a tag team like Taven Bennett and involved in this larger storyline. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm putting MJF him and Roddy feel, doesn't feel super hot because the story is him and Cole, but there's enough there to where I I'm making that the, the main event. What if it's a triple threat? You give Cole another chance. It's Cole. Oh, then yeah, easily. That could work. And I think that would be a fun little, like, again we start the will they turn thing but it's like who really who is adam cole's best friend and then there's a big crisis of conscience with uh with adam cole baby so that works uh why soluble sends a super chat saying for those who are soft as the wrestlers that they cheer for the soft drinks that they dr- hey 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 there was a great sign at all out of pepsi is a soft and soft was in all caps drink that's a good sign credit to that fan uh, that true. popped me well, James, uh, our, our buddy Jeremy, James Vanderbeek over on uh, your Uncle Beak over on Twitter had a fantastic one yesterday. Uh, the joke was customer sits down at a bar. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's possible. Yeah, yeah. Go I'd, ahead. Like to, I'd like to order a pumpkin Perry. What's that? Says the bartender. It's just a Pepsi with Jack. You want that in a glass? A real glass? Are you out of your mind? <laughs> yeah, I laughed at that one. That one was good. That one's been doing some numbers, rightfully so. Uh, that's, that's a good one. So, yeah, here we are. We're a few days out from All Out, and uh, we don't know what the main event's going to be. We don't know what's going to be announced tonight. Even AEW Dynamite tonight is just the one match. We don't even know what's going to be announced for Dynamite tonight. Yeah, I was just saying, there's nothing else. I see a lot of people saying Eddie versus Claudio for the Ring of Honor uh, World Championship. I really, really, really would rather they save that for Final Battle. I really want them to say, and, and I understand it's a bigger stage for Eddie to win the, the Ring of Honor Championship, but I just, I feel like it's a Final Battle match because Final Battle usually tends to be that wrap-up for Ring of Honor. That, and then the Sky, uh, not Sky Blue, sorry, um, Billy Starks and Athena match that they're that they're kind of building to when they've made a tag team out of them and it's going to be an apprentice and a turn and all that. They got enough wheels on that going into, uh, going into final battle that it's going to work. My uh, series going off. That's great. And yeah, I just, uh, I don't know what to expect from all out. There's just a lot. Yeah. The internet would probably not be super happy if the ring of honor title main event at all out. That's just, that's the problem. Yeah. Eddie and Claudio, more final battle. Um, I still wouldn't headline that over Moxley and Orange Cassidy. 
either. And I know that's been a, a rivalry that's been like years and years in the making. And they, they had the match earlier uh, Then Eddie had to miss time uh, for an injury. And then Eddie missed time on a WTV for the G one. Um, yeah. I, I'd still go again, unless MJF, that's the only person I'm headlining with over Moxley and orange. That's the only thing I could think of off the top of my head. Uh, Redmond saying hangman and Jay white. I like that match. I, I, that's, that's a very good match. Hangman has been basically off television. I feel like for most of the year, uh, since, um, I shouldn't say that he, him and Moxley had a feud for a large portion portion of the year. He's been on television since like basically blood and guts. Like they did blood and guts. And then he's just kind of been around, not doing a whole lot. They've cooled off hangman in a big big way so i don't know if uh yeah him and jay white that doesn't scream a headlining bout to me even though it's really good i'd like to see it it just doesn't feel like the headliner see claim versus bang bang gang it's not a bad one either um andrade and malika but andre andrade is not uh he's not back yet as far as we know but if he comes back then yeah they could do andrade versus malachi i'm still waiting for the whole lefaccion and gobernablas to do the whole kicking andrade out and getting out of mexico but they're not so we can do keith lee and swerve there's your main event oh uh, what if keith six lee, months remaining make it what if keith lee like opens the coffin and then swerve is there and then like they reunite for on dynamite but then they turn on rampage and then they make the bout official on collision and then they they face each other at all out that's my that's my booking that is a booking. <laughs> <laughs> Hardy's versus FDR. I don't know if I would do that. I'm seeing I, that's not headlining. No, some of these. Listen, some of these are good. Um, and I and again, we're going to see tonight what they're what they're doing. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. But uh, let's let's shift a little bit because I think we've gotten a whole bing bing ging. By the way, it was actually very funny in the chat. All right, real quickly before before we do shift, I'm oh. going to ask you. I'm sure. going to ask you a question. Seventeen, forty-two, seventy-eight. I was told there was no math on this program. Um, <laughs> Tell me about it. How would you handle CM Punk? So I'll go back to that circle tweet that I made. And I will I will put it out here on this show because, let's face it, who's going who's gonna to clip it and put it up on the internet, really? Who's going to do that? Um, I mentioned a zero tolerance approach. I mentioned a three strike rule and I said either. And I, and I, I basically been told the suspensions are part of a larger situation revolving around that. My idea was the first three, three strikes strike. One is a fine and a 30 day suspension. The fine preferably gets donated to a worthy cause, not a W community, but instead somewhere that is, um, Somewhere that's agreed upon from both parties would be nice. Uh, strike two is a higher fine and a 60 day and a three strike is your out. That's easier. What strike is he on? Well, this is strike two for punk. That's the problem. You know, this is, uh, this is the larger problem is that you need. Just like you said earlier, not every person receives the same punishment because unfortunately the, the amount of money you're being paid doesn't always amount to the punishment given to somebody else. And in Punk's case, he should be on strike two, which is a higher fine in a 60 day. What we're looking at realistically is 
whatever the hell comes out of whatever the hell they do. Is it an, I'm sorry. Is it a, you're, you're gone. Or do you want to talk about leaving? Like this is it. it. There's more to it than this, but in a perfect world, I would have a three strike situation similar to, you know, when WWE announced their wellness policy, whether or not things were adhered to or not, Randy Orton very famously had the two strikes uh, on him. And eventually they kind of erased them with good behavior. And I could see that being an active thing, you know, a good behavior erases a strike or something that like just proves that you're going above and beyond to prove that whatever you did, there has been a behavior change from what happened. Then a strike gets erased. I'm not saying it's immediate. I'm not saying it happens within like a month, but like within a time agreed, that would be a part of the deal. But again, this is, it's a larger nuanced issue that we continue to have to talk about. But the fact that it keeps happening to one singular person in terms of the suspension is, is frustrating as hell. So there's no right answer, but that is what I would be on. So you would fine them, suspend them 60 days for this latest incident. That's what you're saying. Assuming that the first suspension had been 30 days and the similar fine. Yes. In this case, we're in a completely different ball zone. We're in a completely different ballpark because his first suspension was indefinite as was the elites pending investigation investigation seemed to have gone on for several months. So that is another big question is, are the lawyers involved? Are how much is going to be involved in an investigation? Is there a third party involved? How long is that going to take? That's a big problem. Make them work rampage for 30 days. There you go. But their rampage is taped on Wednesdays. You don't want to do that. (laughs) Start having cinematic matches taped specifically to air on rampage from, uh, QT Marshall's Nightmare Factory gym. I don't know what the answer is, but that's kind of where I'm at. Um, and also, this is, in certain cases, you know, AEW has a mental health team. I don't think that I'm overstepping by, by stating the obvious. that They do exist. Um, some people know, some people don't. Um, I think that there should be a, a push, not a, it should not be, um, sorry, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they shouldn't be forced into it. It shouldn't be um, compulsory. But I think that if if they submit to some sort of conversation with the mental health professionals at AEW, just to get a baseline approach of what's going on, they're completely impartial. They are not people who have any skin in this game. They are literally outsiders brought in to work the show. Um, this is the bare, to me, that's a bare minimum to at least offer that service and to, uh, to implore them to consider taking part in that because for the physical altercations, I feel like there is more going on than what's just bubbling on the surface. There's more going on. I'm not saying they need to be shrunk for several hours, but I do think that it would be helpful to at least get some sort of baseline reading from a professional as to what the hell's going on. And then from there, they can kind of work on it. Okay. That's where I'm at. Listen, it's, it's it's worth asking but it's such a it's an impossible situation to be in and again this is why i don't sit here being like tony Khan, you have to fire cm punk no it's not that there's so much more going on and it's a much more nuanced conversation but in my eyes if you set up a um if you set up some sort of agreement amongst wrestlers and it's in a handbook or whatever it is this is the way it works and this is the way that it is and Different situations merit different, uh, you know, di- different situations merit different consequences or actions. Uh, but by and large, these are the situations you'd be dealing with. Okay. I was wondering, you, you are, you are very, uh, well balanced and nuanced with your, uh, opinions and, and takes 
Joel. So I, I wanted your thoughts on how you would kind of handle and approach Pepsi Phil. No, I'm stupid and boring, Jeremy. Get with the times. <laughs> well, yeah, that was the nice way of putting it. Balance, well balanced and nuanced. I was trying to be nice to you, Joel. Let, let the record show. Yes, let the record show. Uh, let's let's take a, a, a breather. Let's move on. <sighs> WWE, uh, let's talk about Monday Night Raw real quick. Um, I really, really enjoyed the Nakamura and Seth Rollins segments. I really like this presentation of Shinsuke Nakamura. This is the best heel version of, of Shinsuke we've seen. I like that he comes out. And yeah, his whole thing is, uh, you know, I am going to target your back and I'm going to break it. And I'm going to, he got personal. He got personal, said, uh, you know, I want to be the reason your wife has to carry you out of bed. The reason why you can't take, r- walk your child down the aisle when she gets married. Love that stuff. Uh, what did you think of, of Nakamura and Seth? Uh, they added a lot of heat to this match that I was, I was already looking forward to because I thought Seth in the ring would bring out the best in Nakamura. Um, so I was already looking forward to it just from an on paper standpoint. Now they're doing a great job of like just giving, and I guess that was the technical go home show. So that was the closing segment, uh, but they're doing a great job of like adding more to the actual story and just putting more fire behind the match. I love the presentation of Nakamura. I liked Seth's promo as well. Of like, I want the guy who was at the Tokyo Dome. I want the guy who made people feel in NXT. If you've not seen Nakamura, Sami Zayn, uh, Shinsuke's first match in WWE slash NXT, just go back and, and watch that. From the entrance to the closing bell is just like peak pro wrestling stuff. Like that was a moment right there and i i'll just sometimes watch that entrance just like vibe man because like that entrance the the crowd going going crazy for him and just his presence there in dallas like it was something special um and then the match was fantastic as well it's it says best match in in wwe as well and i don't i think i don't even know if he's come close like he's had some good matches but i don't know if anything has come close to that uh to that one so yeah he seth mentioned you know i want that guy and then shinsuke i don't know if you're gonna get that peak performance from shinsuke because he's just older more beat up and everything and even shinsuke is like you're not gonna quite get that guy but what you are gonna get is a guy who's just out to destroy you a guy who is out to take everything from you and i'm gonna be honest joel i think shinsuke should win this match I'm kind of on board with putting this belt on Shinsuke Nakamura. So there's a certain amount that's a, that, that has me agree with you. Unfortunately, the same agreement comes with Damian Priest then cashes in on Shinsuke and steals that title right away. And then we're going to do, but the problem is from there, it's going to be Seth going after Damian Priest and Shinsuke being like, Hey, what about me? And we're kind of stuck again. So why do you have to do that? Damian Priest has got another month they can do with this belt. You ain't got to get rid of it that quickly. They do, but unfortunately, they're really pushing hard on this whole, you know, be friends, get the gold, or don't come back. That's what Rhea Ripley's whole, you know, thing was. And afterwards, Priest was like, I don't have to worry. I've got gold. You know, I've got this. I don't know if they're going to do that. I don't know if they're going to have him cash in. It really depends where on the card these matches fall. Uh, But with that in mind, you know, I... I wouldn't be surprised to see Priest cash in if the Priest and uh, Balor match ends with them not capturing the tag titles. I, I think that because of that, the more likely scenario is 
I don't think Priest and Balor win the tag titles. Um, I, I would like Sammy and Kevin to keep them a little bit longer. But I guess if they do win, then maybe you can prolong the cash in because, like, look, we got gold. Like, we don't we don't need to cash in yet. I still have this anytime I want. Maybe Priest ends up as a double champion. But you know, if Shinsuke does a does a number on Seth's back, but Seth pulls out the win, but Seth is clearly aching and everything. Here comes Damian Priest, hit him in the back with a briefcase, cash it in, win the title type of thing. I could see Priest walking away from Saturday as the new champion. Me, personally, my booking preference, I like where Shinsuke is at. I would, I'd put the belt on him, give him a little bit of run, uh, and maybe it might be up until Survivor Series, see where we're at at Survivor Series, maybe... Maybe it's Seth who gets the title back. Don't know. Maybe somebody else gets heated up. But I put the belt on Shinsuke right now. What if the uh, the War Games match that you and I started talking about becomes a winner take all? Judgment Day I, has all the gold. Whoever's on the other side says we want those. You got a tag team, a mid Carter, a main eventer. That's your. That's it. Maybe. Hey, okay. So what do we got? We got the tag titles on the line. We got the North American title on it, the line. It would be at that point, which is kind of why it doesn't work so much. And then the World Heavyweight Championship, if someone else wins it. JD McDonough, World uh, Heavyweight Champion. Uh, no, but if let's say Priest is World Champion, JD and Finn win the tag titles, and then Mysterio. But that's the thing. Is, but this is the thing. Judgment Day would win, and they would retain those titles. Because Cody's on one side and he would not get one title. And then you got Seth and you got KO and Sammy. Yeah, there's that. And like if I'm whoever's in that match and like if I'm Cody, I'm like, well, I want the world heavyweight title. I don't know about the NXT, even though Cody's going to be on NXT very soon. Yeah, he Um, wants that NXT championship. Yeah. yeah. He's going to take that. Yeah, Andrew the Giant says it, which I assume is Andrew Everett, uh, says problem is Cody needs to be in it and he's not interested in those belts. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I see. And like Seth ain't going to be like, yeah, give me this title. Even if I'm Kevin and Sammy, like, okay, I've had those tag titles. I want the world title as well. Like, you'd have to like get actual, if the world title is involved, even if you have like friggin' The New Day in there i understand they're a tag team but if i'm them i'm like no why do we want these world titles like if i get this pinfall i want that i want the world title not the tag team title so yeah i don't know about that then you do winner take all but then they all have to figure out within a series of very convoluted matches who gets which title the tag title is going to be very confusing they draw it out of a hat like uh what belt do i get now they spin the wheel let's bring it back around uh they, they spin the wheel and then that's how they 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 did get figure out which title they uh pick. Me too, buddy. Me too. Oh gosh, you know Sean and I went through to like delete uh images and stuff to like save space on this little Streamyard gimmick. Yeah, I've done and, that too. And those came up, and he's like, "We can get rid of these, right?" I'm like, "Joel's gonna like throw a fit." Man. I'm not gonna throw a fit. I'm just gonna re-upload them. Nah, I was like, "Joel's gonna throw a fit." I went to bat for you. I mean, I kind of called you a child, but I went to bat for you. You're welcome. You want to take this outside? Let's step outside, Joel. Let's step outside. Let's step outside. Uh, stepping outside with Miz and LA Knight. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of this Miz promo? I, first of all, 
Miz, once again, undefeated and dressing up like his opponents. Does it with The Rock, does a perfect job. Completely looks like The Rock, never looked anything different. And then he does it with, uh, with LA Knight this past Monday night. I thought it was a very convincing five o'clock shadow that man had. And it was a very good promo that he cut, but was it a little too inside? Was it a little too cutty, uh, cutty at the fans? What do you think of this whole thing? Because now we got Miz and LA Knight at payback, which we knew it's, it's announced, it's expected. Uh, this is a, a really interesting match. It's a very good feud coming into payback. I love this. Miz's impression was so good, too. Like the voice was spot, spot on. The, both men, by the way, yeah. also got a really good Miz on Friday. So like, he did got to give them both sides for sure. He did. Um, the, the, the voice was spot on. He had the mannerisms, the clothing, you know, the, the blending of like, what? Yeah. Hey, the, uh-uh, like the, the Austin stuff that's in there that LA Knight is accused of like doing and everything. I, I thought it was really good. I, I was a fan of Miz's promo work here. I, Miz does well in these situations. That's why he's in these situations. Like that's, and I LA Knight's promo on Friday, I thought was excellent. This is what you know. Stephen Jensen, LA Knight top hater, always just talked about. He just comes out there. He's like, yeah. He points out the obvious, and that's it. There's no actual substance to his promos. And even Jensen admitted there's been substance with the Miz feud, and it's because he's given a chance to do some substance with stuff before he did the bray thing and i mean that's what it was um and then after that he wasn't on tv or he's doing like battle royal stuff so you didn't really get time to or money in the bank uh it was multi-man matches basically you don't really get into substance with that and now with this miz feud it's a one-on-one personal feud where you can add some some layers and some depth to it and they've done that so credit to to both men on that yeah i'm i'm a big fan of what miz was bringing to the table on monday he uh he really just kind of did a spot-on impression i don't know how i feel about him taking some of the criticisms that people had about la night and then throwing it back in our faces you know he's a rip-off rock he's a rip-off austin he's a rip-off attitude era guy because i don't i i don't know how casual fans feel about that I don't know if that if that turns the heat on or off. You know what I mean? I don't know if that if that makes them care less or more about LA Knight. They call them they call LA Knight the megastar. You know, that's his that's his moniker. And for that reason, you know, a casual fan will get get behind it. First time going to a show, you're told, oh, he's the megastar. Okay, cool. He's the megastar. Don't know why, but clearly people are into him. So like I worry. It was this Miz being a heel and just, you know being that guy and trying to put seeds of doubt in the minds of LA Knight and then his fans, or was there something there where like underneath the surface, it kind of undercuts LA Knight as a character and his development on WWE programming. I didn't think it undercut at all. I mean, if you, if you watch LA Knight, you can already see he's doing the people's elbow and everything. Like it's already there. Miz is just kind of, pointing out an obvious which i was okay with because i think even the most casual WWE fan sees the obvious they even bring it up on commentary of the austin and rock comparisons and things like that like i don't think it undercuts 
anything. I think it was, hey, let's throw in. They WWE does this a lot of times when it comes to just like personal insider shots type of thing. Go ahead. No, no, I didn't. I, I was agreeing with you. So no, 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 no. You're right. You have to keep saying oh, it. What? They they do this a, a lot with, with certain stuff, and I don't think it's ever undercut. It's a wink and a nod to your more inside fans. And then if you're just kind of casually following along, I think you probably thought it was funny. And it's like, hey, you know what? Maybe this guy is like Austin Rock. I never understood that as a criticism. Hey, you're like the two most popular stars of all time. Maybe don't do that. Nah, maybe more people should do that shit. You kidding me? They're the most popular stars of all time. The fact that LA Knight's got it figured out and understands how he can do it and do it in a different and unique way and get over with it. More people should probably try that and figure that out because to be honest, people have tried to emulate Rock, Austin, Hogan, Flair, whoever, and most of them have failed. The fact that LA Knight has been able to get over and do it and and be at this level, he, he's got something and he's figured it out. Credit to him. Sure. Listen, I'm more than willing to accept that because I think that you're right. I wanted to put it out there because it's something that, you know, I thought about and I was kind of like, eh, is it or is it just like good, fun storytelling with the, the insiders get it and then the the casual fan or the fans who are not, you know, terminally online, maybe don't see it that way or you know they they're they're sucked into the story in a, in a good way so hey, listen i'm willing to accept that i'm willing to agree with that um the gunther and gable rematch is being set for next monday after payback once the is that is that the the record breaking is that night no that- it, it's little this will be the last title defense unless they have them show up on nxt and defend the title i think like thursday is the official breaking of the record i thought it was at payback that no. was the day oh okay no. well i do really are you sure joel are you why sure? why are you doubting me because sometimes i like to cast those seeds of doubt. <sighs> the reason- right, joel, i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you as always that i am right okay, okay sure go ahead so Honky Tonk Man is listed as having the belt for 453 days. Mm-hmm. Okay? 453 days. September 7th is when Gunther would surpass him. Whatever friggin' day September 7th is. September 7th is next Thursday. And what the fuck did I just say two less than two minutes ago, Joel? Run it back, somebody. You just said Jeremy Lambert. No, you, you just said Thursday. you just said unless he was going to put the title on the line on NXT on Tuesday. Yeah, because I said Monday would be his last title defense because he breaks it on like Thursday. So unless he puts the belt on the line on Tuesday, Monday's his last title defense. Run back the tape, replay. Okay, that's fine. Run it back. Okay, that's fine. I thought we were trying to say was that it was this. Come this week, which tomorrow is Thursday. No, why do you I, not listen to me? We've had no, this conversation. I know. Why don't you listen to me? Because listening to you is overrated, remember? Why everybody would be so much smarter if they listened to me. Everyone there'd be less trouble. People would get in far less trouble if they listened to me. They'd all be a whole lot smarter. They'd all make a whole lot more money if they just listened to me. Instead, they're like Joel and they don't. It's upsetting. Maybe more people should just 
offer to fight you and break glass. Everybody just listen to me, okay? Let's Lock, locker room that. leader Jeremy Lambert. I am. I shouldn't say that because now I'm not. But I am. <laughs> I am CM Punk, everybody. CM Punk is right. Everybody just listen to CM Punk. I'm Team Punk moving forward. Spotlight tomorrow is going to be very fun for you guys, by the way. That's going to be a very good conversation with Steven Jensen, let me tell you. It's going to be victory laps on victory laps. It's going to be very strange, but I'm excited for it. Uh, so going back to the Gable and uh, Gunter thing, they're not putting on payback. They're putting it on Raw the next night. Do you think they could have gone an extra week and maybe given the fans who are following the trajectory of the Intercontinental Championship and the record – a little bit more like, oh my God, Gable might actually beat him shortly after he breaks the record. Or is this just like, we're not going to put it on payback because we don't want to oversaturate the card? No, you don't want to give it an extra week. Like you, you want to do it. I would have had him defend the title at payback. I would have had him defend the title on Raw the next night or two nights later. And then I would have him defend the title on NXT. I'd have people lining up left and right of like you're gonna break this record on this day i want to prevent you honky tonk stands out there so i did there honky tonk stands out there trying to prevent gunther from breaking this record so i would have him defend the title as much as possible i know the argument now for payback is the same argument for trish and becky is like oh well we've already filled out the card and we want to make sure it has enough time type of thing and again, I think there is an argument for that because when you look at this card, it's already kind of filled. Could something else have been pushed? Probably. Um, you know, maybe Rhea and Raquel, Ray and Theory. I feel like we've seen this tag team match a hundred times. Um, it's it's very raw. It's what's that? That better be the blow off for that tag title match. Yeah, it's very. It's a very raw heavy show too. So like. You don't want to really remove Ray in theory because then you have nothing left on the SmackDown side outside of and Grayson Waller's technically SmackDown, but Cody's a Raw person. LA Knight's technically SmackDown, but Miz is a Raw person. Everything else is just Raw matches. So maybe you take away Rhea and Raquel on this show, but the, the show is already... It's already where it's at, and it's going to be at the length that they like their their pay per views. So there really wasn't. I don't know if there was a good spot for Gunther and Gable. So it's going to be on Raw. I assume it'll be pretty highlighted on Raw. It probably it should main event. If I'm being honest, I I think you can kind of get away if they do want to add the Iron Man stipulation to this match. I think you could do that as well. But no, I'd have them defend the title as much as possible. I'd have guys beating down the door of like, I I want this belt. I want to prevent him from breaking the record. And that's where I would go with it. Show up on NXT. Maybe that's what Carmelo Hayes went to Shawn Michaels' office about uh, last night at the end of NXT. He said, "Let me, let me get, uh, let, let me get, let me get Gunther. That's what I want." That's not that, but the the open challenge concept. I'm thinking back to when Wesley would do it, and he's like, "I'm going to stand in the ring." And whoever wants it can come and get it. And then you just see guys fighting all over the place. That's the type of thing I want with Gunter. Gunter just standing on the announce table being like, if you want me, come and fight me. And then all the, I don't know what, uh, I don't know what that was uh, for accent. But anyway, I could just see a bunch of people, you know, trying to fight off until, I don't know, Bronson Reed comes out, beats down everyone. And we get a intercontinental championship between Bronson Reed and, uh, and Gunter. I don't hate that idea, but going back to payback, there are six matches announced on the card. 
there probably will be a seventh. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Jimmy Uso versus Solo Sokoa. I don't think they're adding anything to this card. I think they're going to add one more match. Do a round out at seven. Okay. Unless the steel cage match is going to go 30 minutes, which I don't think it is. Um, Rollins and Nakamura is probably a 25-minute match. Ripley and Raquel is probably a 15-minute match. Ray Theory is 15. Night Miz is probably uh, 15 maximum. Probably. I think this is a three-hour show, not a four-hour show. Oh, it's definitely not a four-hour show. But I'm saying like with six matches, even on a three-hour show, that's a lot. This is uh, that's not a lot. Sorry, it's six matches. Five matches is usually what a what a takeover is. But then you got Cody and, and Waller as well. Hello, Sean. Happy birthday. Oh yeah. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. nice eggs. Happy birthday. Thank you. What what's in the birthday omelet today? Cheese, tomato, ham, peppers, red peppers, and green peppers, um, and maybe bacon. I don't know. Treat yourself. <laughs> you yeah. don't know what's in it. Uh, Shout out to Maggie for the birthday gift. Nice. Oh, she actually nice. gets me things unlike other people in my life. Yeah. yeah. You just take and take and take and take. <laughs> hey, I offered a CM Punk ice cream cake and you didn't say anything. <laughs> hmm. Sorry that there, there's no birthday gift uh, at for you for your birthday. You know, you know, what we I can't did? afford my own. You know what we did? <laughs> we manifested your appearance today on post. Did you? That was us. How how was that? I did I wasn't watching. Sorry. I get it. We said very nice things about uh, about Brandon Thurston and his reporting on the WrestleMania three numbers when he dropped that video. We said very nice things about him and then you, and then all of a sudden you were booked for post and uh, WrestleNomics. Speaking but, of, I should probably shower for that. I'll see you later. Good luck with that. Enjoy your shower. Enjoy your eggs. Happy birthday again. Happy, I hope it's a good guys. day and there's no there's no drama. You know, no drama today. Some CM Punk news on Select today. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Why can't he just post the real numbers for WrestleMania three? <laughs> Why can't Sean just put his focus on that? Uh, would be better. I don't think they're adding anything to this show. I think it's a three hour show and this is where they're at with it. That's fair. Uh, what I was trying to say was, yeah, NXT takeovers were typically five matches, sometimes six match shows that went two and a half, three hours. WWE sometimes likes to elongate those middle of the match or no, middle middle of the show segments matches. And you mentioned the Waller effect. So yeah, you're right. It probably is this just these six. And then you've got Grayson Waller with uh, who's he do? It's Cody Rhodes on the, uh, on the show. So there you go. That'll be fun. I know I'm right, Joel. I appreciate you recognizing and acknowledging me as our tribal chief hits uh, three years as WWE universal champion. And Jeremy Lambert hits uh I don't know how long I've been working here. Five years, over five years of being correct. I think, thank you for acknowledging me, but I don't always need it, but thank you. You're welcome. But I know I'm right. Mm. I know I am. Everybody, everybody will be more correct. If you just listen to me. Anyway, Trish got put through a table in the main event. I don't think it sucks. Yes, it that push and the fall. Oh, not great. But uh, what do you, what do you think? This is now. Uh, she went to the table. Uh, Zoe Stark was uh, upset with herself, kind of confused what happened, and uh, how does this play into Sunday? Yeah, Sunday, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. The most hilarious thing about this match was Trish throwing that chair and hitting Zoe, and Zoe just being like, 
What are we doing? Just calm it down. What are we doing here? She's <laughs> Trish was fired up, baby. She's like, here, take this chair. And Zoe had no idea. Uh, this is a fun little match between Trish and Zoe. And then Becky at the, the moment uh, after she had won, uh, kind of breaking down, paying tribute to, to Bray. And uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a fun match, though. And on Saturday, I expect Becky and Trish to, to work very hard. I hope they do not... I hope they don't ruin their own cage stipulation by having Zoe still interfere or get stuff involved because the door gets open and stuff. It's a cage match. The point of it is to keep everybody out, adhere to that, honor that. I think it'd be a good match though. I think they both have something to really prove and they're going to go out there and they're going to prove it. Yeah, I agree. And I would love to see that as the main event. I mean, not only because I get to take a victory lap if that's the case, but also because it's been, it's been such a, a long and fairly well-told story. Also, I understand the world title is the world title and you got to keep building its prestige, make Nakamura look big as he's been doing. Um, and then, yeah, the, what do you do if Becky wins that that uh, that cage match? There's a possibility of Tiffany Stratton. You know, it's going to be Tiffany Stratton versus Keanu James at No Mercy or is it no, next, next week? week? I don't know, man. I watched most of NXT this week. I've been doing stuff. <sighs> I'm just tired. What are we doing, Joel? What are we what doing? Are we doing? It's next I, week. Tiffany Stratton, Keanu James. Um, CM Punk all day. That's, people just want to talk about CM Punk. I told you. I told you that uh, Becky, I think you, you may have said it as well. I think we I collectively said this. Becky's showing up on that Tuesday NXT against uh, AEW title Tuesday. And Cody Rhodes is showing up too, baby. Cody's showing up on that NXT show. I'm and telling at this you. rate, so is CM Punk. Eh, he might. What if CM Punk goes back to WWE? What if C- I, you relegate him to NXT, you give him Shawn Michaels, and you're just like, you get along with him, you get to move up. Highest he, paid NXT talent ever. He'd probably get along well with Shawn. I know that like he's a Brett fan, but his actions speak as a Shawn fan. <laughs> which, is, Brett fan. <laughs> which is absolutely bonkers that he would be such a Brett fan. Brett who is so level-headed most of the time. Like, Brett uses his words when he buries Goldberg. He never used his fists to bury Goldberg. No, he just... Sean was the one who wanted to fight everyone. Why can't we just let these two... Why can't everyone be friends here? I love that Andrew the Giant is now booking every CM Punk match imaginable. It's going to be... See- Fucking schism? He should be part of schism. He like Henry Joe Gacy have a feud over uh over the you know the leadership on there. Like that's good stuff. Punk will be the, the locker room leader of NXT. And he's gonna send he's gonna send people away. Seth Rollins comes to work uh NXT. Nope, not here, pal. Cut your cancer to Florida. Punk could learn a lot from Shawn Michaels because Shawn has uh, famously, you know, Carmelo Hayes talks about, he wants to do all this stuff. And Shawn is like, oh, do learn from what I did, learn from my mistakes. Like when I was younger, I didn't have anybody to guide me like this. Punk could learn a lot because punk, despite loving Terry Funk and Bret Hart, the man makes the Shawn Michaels points, man, just heating things up. Banning people from the locker rooms, getting people kicked out and stuff. These are Sean tactics, not Brett tactics. And you know what? 
this is why I'm team CM Punk as well, because we talked about it. People talk about it all the time. Imagine if wrestling had Twitter in the 90s when Shawn Michaels was doing all this stuff and the Monday night, the height of the Monday night wars and everything. Guess what? This is what it would be like. This is what it would be like with Shawn Michaels and WWE and WCW. This is what it would be like. CM Punk, AEW, WWE. Bless CM Punk. This is why CM Punk is a gem in the world of professional wrestling and why he should never, ever go away. Because Shawn Michaels, if he had Instagram, he when he lost his smile, he would have done the same shit of just calling out John Moxley for no reason. Michaels would have been burying Sid, and Sid is like, the fuck did I have to do with any of this? I thought we did good business together. We were things were great. I didn't see this. I was just playing softball. What are we doing here? Michaels would be like, yeah, Sid pitched a Terminator storyline. I ain't never seen Terminator, so I thought that shit sucked. But we went along with it, sure. And Sid, huh? What's happening here? Bless. Bless CM Punk. The Shawn Michaels of our generation. And doesn't get the credit for it. CM Punk running Diamond Mine. <laughs> yeah. The Creed with the, the one-arm yeah. ankle lock, one-arm powerbomb? That was fantastic. I just like the idea of CM Punk being the leader of the MMA gym. I'm a trained fighter, damn it. And the Creed's just being like, just, just let him be it. Just let him exist on this plane. It's fine. Uh, yeah, that that tag match, that cage match was so much fun. I really enjoyed it. I I, I think the Creeds continue to be a a breakout showcase team on NXT, and it's like when when are we going to be there with them? When are we going to start moving them up, cycling them into the uh, to the Raw and SmackDown roster? And where do you put them? You know, where do you put them on Raw? Do you put them on SmackDown? Where would you put them if you had the opportunity to pick the Creeds? I'd put them on SmackDown. And a feud with the Street Profits. Okay. I need the Creeds. Street Profits are on NXT. I need the Creeds against the Profits. That's what I need right now. I think that's a great match. You put uh, the Creed Brothers with uh, with Xavier Woods and New- you put them with New Day. Sorry, I was going to say Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods. Put them with New Day. That'd be fun. Why? Because Woods' real name is Austin Creed? Well, no, there is that. But also because it would just be fun to watch them interact as like... Oh, that would be. They'd just be like goofy white boys and, you know, New Day are just always goofy forever. And they'd be like, we're going to teach you how to be cool, Goofy. Okay? And they're just going to be like, what do you mean? We are cool, Goofy. And then they'll do green screen gimmicks. I think New Day with anybody would be fantastic because New Day is all rocks. I say is awesome. That's the Miz. New Day rocks, Joel. Uh, shout out to Xavier Woods, who this is the biggest story of the week in my mind. That chair that Drew McIntyre threw at this man. And Woods says he got whiplash from this. It's very unfortunate. I hope Xavier Woods is okay. I'm curious. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see him punk this right now. Did he have, he he said his birthday is next week and he won't be working on his birthday now. Is this an explanation because he already had his birthday off or does he actually have whiplash and is he like going to have to miss 
the week. If it is the latter, I hope Xavier Woods is okay. Uh, I wish him the best. I hope he is back the following week. If it is the former, bless Xavier Woods for working and being like, yeah, I'm gonna just going to explain that I got the week off because McIntyre launched the chair so hard that I got whiplash. Either way, Xavier Woods is great. He should have looked at the camera after the spot and said, there's a real chair. <laughs> no, no fake stuff. No fake chair. No fake office chair throwing around here. When I saw that spot from Drew McIntyre, I was just like, oh, we're doing the Roman and Braun spot from like that five years ruled, ago. though. It was. You Everyone loved- thought that was great. I thought it was great. I thought the chair spot on Monday was great. It was good. Yeah. I Listen, I watched the chair bounce back. And that's when I knew it was going to get some good play. It was fun. That shit looked awful to take, by the way. That's why, like, if he actually did get whiplash, like, I'd buy it because it looked like it sucked. Uh, so hopefully Xavier Woods is healing unless he is working. And this is his explanation to explain why he took his birthday off. In which case, tremendous worker, Xavier Woods. Speaking of whiplash, you saw the, uh, the Nathan Frazier spot too, where he ran the ropes at hundred miles an hour and got his, that was not ball. a work. That, no, no, that looked like it sucked. Yeah. Uh, finished the match. He went through, he seemed okay. I think he just kind of startled himself and maybe gave himself a little bit of a, a whiplash than anything else. We don't know if there's more to it, but yeah, he finished the match. And that was just the moment. It was just like, oh God, like you haven't seen that in forever. I haven't seen that since like Enzo took the bottom row. Yeah. And knocked yeah. himself loopy at a, at a pay-per-view. So it's good to see that he was okay. Yes. Um, that looked like it sucked. That looked like it really sucked. I'm glad he's able to continue the match. And I just don't even know how something like that happened. You're just going so fast that you just caught, catch yourself like that. That looked awful though but yes fortunately he's okay it looks like it's just like where your body hits the rope right and because nathan frazier is he's he's not super tall but like i think his shoulders basically come across the top rope and i think maybe just something happened that he went too fast and just kind of sprung back the wrong way it's a very yeah. strange spot but like if you go back and watch it you don't need to like go step by step with it but like you see it's a very strange spot but he looked like he he rocked himself and he was more confused than than anything else let's talk about the biggest news of the week joel we kind of touched on it at the end of the show uh on monday because it just broke at the end of the show on monday the goat john cena seven weeks seven weeks joel and this is why john cena is the the greatest of all time the greatest of all time because he was going to come back. He's supposed to be on SmackDown this week and everything. He's working super, Superstar Spectacle. And then now he's announced for seven weeks. You hear Dwayne. You hear Gewertz saying that Dwayne ain't showing up in WWE because of the writer's strike. And it looks bad for him if like he is still making money on WWE TV while all his friends and stuff, they're, they're, they're not getting new, new gigs because of the strike and things. So Dwayne can't do that. He, he doesn't want to do that. That that looks bad. John Cena, meanwhile, he's like, you want me to show up? I'll show up. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to turn this into the positive. It's all make a wish. It, make a wish. We're going to host families and everything. We're going to bring them. Hopefully not lose to Austin Theory as we bring out the make a wish kids. Dumb booking there. We're going to bring all the make a wish kids. And we're going to turn this all into a positive. So if anybody says anything, like, why is John on WWE television? Why is he doing this when we're we're in a strike? 
John's like, this is all make a wish stuff. What do you want me to do? I'm out here fulfilling hopes and dreams. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then what John should be doing, he should have the SAG Open Challenge, baby. SAG Open Challenge. You want Vin Diesel? Ryan Reynolds? Who else is there? Even Amel's going to come up. Okay, that's the only person. Amel? And Who's then CM, the Barbie? And then CM like, Punk is going to show up. And it's going to be Stephen Amell and CM Punk versus John Cena and Vin Diesel. Who's the Barbie? Jake Gyllenhaal? Jake Gyllenhaal. No, Jake Gyllenhaal is not the Barbie. Ryan Gosling. Oh, is Ryan the Gosling. You're yeah. right. I was, I, was, the same. I was bringing in Jake Gyllenhaal because he got buried by Taylor Swift. Ryan Jake Gyllenhaal. I said Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Bring him. Hugh Jackman. Bring them all. Bring all. Yeah, Margot Robbie's the actual Barbie. I met Ken. Bring all of these people. To, to WWE and let John Cena the SAG open challenge with big match John baby let's go you know what I'd love to see once in my life and by the way shout out Bob Barker passed this week as well that was some sad uh, wrestling adjacent news 99 years old crazy he uh, he almost got the big showcase win but no God said we're gonna do 99 on this so I want to see all of the former raw guest hosts have a big battle royal if they're still alive they're invited to come and somehow jesse jackson wins would he win i feel like who would win that i don't know we'd have to go through i mean hugh jackman's pretty pretty jack yeah jackman would he would fuck some people up snoop would probably get real deep in that one okay so batista was technically a guest host uh you know, that's, that's tough. Shaq. Shaq was a guest host. Coming out of the back of the, the ambulance to make his entrance. Snoop undefeated at WrestleMania. Le- WrestleMania legend Snoop Dogg was a guest host. Uh, you've got, oh, uh, what's his face? Um, oh, my God. I just uh, Floyd Mayweather is another one. Mayweather. All right, Mike Tyson. Yeah. Mark that's, Cuban. That's, Austin, Steve Austin, oh, yeah. guess those. Wayne Brady could win this whole thing. That'd be good. Oh no, Chris Jericho's winning this thing. He's putting yeah. himself over, brother. Yeah. No, the the guy under that is probably the one who would do it. <laughs> yeah. Edge is gonna re-sign his contract and he's gonna bring Christian in for one night. They were the last guest hosts. Yeah. Oh man. So, there's been a lot of guest stars as well who, yeah. who we could maybe throw in there too. Um, that, Hugh, Hugh Jackman was apparently listed as a guest star, not a guest host. I don't know so how right. that works, but Kevin Hart, he couldn't, he couldn't get tossed over. He's, he's too small. Uh, Johnny Knoxville, Johnny Knoxville yeah. should another WrestleMania legend. Who else is here? Bill Simmons. No, no, not. Okay. Not, no. What about Joe Manganiello? Oh my God. Okay. You could okay. probably beat some asses. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie Sheen. Oh man. Uh yeah, Charlie Sheen would probably win this. Aaron Paul was on this show? Yeah, he did a he did a very it was after um it was after Breaking Bad. It may have been when uh, the movie next movie was coming out. Like not not the not the Need for Paul. Speed? Was it not was it Need for Speed? I may have been Need for Speed. I think I it was that's... when his next movie was coming out at the time. Yeah, on March 3rd, 2014, he appeared on Raw to promote Need for Speed by entering the arena in a sports car. Yeah. 
<laughs> they got Aaron fucking Paul on this show shortly after breaking that blood. Look, mean... man, <laughs> WWE does some shit. You gotta, you gotta give them credit that they can get these people. This is what I'm saying. The SAG Open Challenge. Let's go. I think we just successfully booked the next few weeks of Raw with John Cena. SmackDown. Oh, SmackDown too. Uh, KFED is another name that's on this list. Oh yeah. Oh man, have him come back and have John Cena get his win back on KFED. <laughs> SAG <laughs> Open Challenge. I'm booking it. Let's go. So John John Cena is going to be. Hershey, Denver, Glendale, Sacramento, St. Louis, Tulsa, San Antonio, Milwaukee, and of course going to India, teaming with Seth Rollins. I think they said yeah, uh, for this Imperium. spectacle against Imperium. Yeah, the hell is Jinder going to do at this show? Uh, he's he's cornering at the very least into sure, and that's so that's for the te- so here's why they may have spoiled Kevin and Sammy winning on Saturday because wow. into sure is challenging Kevin and Sammy for the tag team titles at Superstar Spectacle. So unless they turn that into a non-title match, but I feel like the big draw is, oh, watch Indusure in India challenge for the tag titles. Cards have to change, Jeremy Lambert. That's how this works. I guess. I mean, maybe they just put the belts on Indusure in India on a show that we can't watch in America. Let's go. I'm fine with that. Impact just announced that at Impact 1000, it's going to be Alex Shelley versus Trey Miguel for the world title. Well, good for them. That's fun. They also yeah. announced the Feast, Feast or Fired match is coming back. Yeah, I saw a lot. Can't all be winners, Jeremy Lambert. Can't all be winners. <laughs> anyway, let's get out of here. We had a good show today, but uh, we clearly just dragged it all the way down to the bottom with Feast or Fired. So, Feast or Fire me with all your plugs. Don't fire uh, me. Don't fire me. I, I will. Very I hungry, will. Jeremy. Um watch the show we're on the main channel on monday following all out i'm sure that'll be a show to remember uh andrew thompson scheduled to join us on friday from post wrestling watch all the other stuff we have going on for five four appreciate all the super chats today by the way we had we had a bunch um and so i appreciate that and thank you guys thank you guys for all the subs that sean has thrown our way as well hopefully y'all have uh shown up and you know enjoy some of this fun stuff that we try to do yeah yeah keep uh yeah keep keep trying to get into the content that we create because we are different you know we are overbooked and we are different voices that are on this uh this fightful platform so if you're new to us welcome it's good to see you and we hope that you stick around uh and again i echo what jeremy said thanks to the super chats and everything actually we have one from uh from caden said i survived the hurricane uh please stay safe especially if you're in that path just uh you know Keep extra safety. Keep kid, uh, your your kids and your pets inside. Just stay as safe as you can. Please, please, please. Um, yeah, just uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. We're going to be back Friday. Uh, Jeremy already plugged that, so I'll just say it again. And then next Monday, we'll be on the main channel to talk about our show because uh, there's so much stuff to talk about. It's resting. Okay. Uh, until then, I'm Atchel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies and gentlemen, friends of me on the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.